Emily and I met in seventh grade, and she was one of my best friends throughout middle and high school. And she was the only person I knew, besides my internet friends, who loved a band as much as I did. And that band was brand new. This episode was originally supposed to be about them, but because of Jesse Lacey's recent sexual assault allegations, we went a different route. Jesse Lacey's a piece of shit. And I can't believe I didn't know that, like, from the beginning. Like, I couldn't have seen that. Like, I had met him before, and I just felt so, like, duped and really hurt. I think in comparison to a lot of other men, like, in the the music industry or anything like that, his apology seemed pretty sincere to me in comparison to some other ones, like, well, all of them. Um, but I don't care. Like, those were underage girls. Gross. I was, like, sexually harassed by, like, a 30-year-old man when I was 15, listening to Brand New, thinking, like, well, this will be, like, my way to deal with that. Ew! Like, that totally changes how I even view that entire scenario I went through because of the soundtrack I had behind it. Now it's so tainted. I don't want to necessarily harp on this point too long because I don't even want to give them the satisfaction, Mm -hmm. um, which is sad to me. But originally, if this had happened... Let's say six months ago, um, I certainly would have talked about them. And I think it's it's interesting who I'm going to talk about instead, because I think what Hole did was basically invalidate everything that Brand New did for me as a teenager. Like Hole is what launched me into my militant feminism. During senior year of high school, Emily met a boy. That boy got her into Nirvana. And then, as one does... She got into hole. I was just like, I loved him. Like, I was convinced, like, he was the love of my life. The whole reason I I was, like, interested in him, I think, was because he had such a hard life. Like, he had been through so much, and, like, he was still here. And he was still trying to, like, do his best despite, like, making bad decisions. But all these different things. And I felt like he gave me a really different perspective on on life than I had had up until that point. So Kurt Cobain was like his person. And I got really into Nirvana mostly to try and impress him. And eventually him and I were like on the outs and I found Hole. And I was like, yeah, like this is way better than Nirvana. Like Kurt Cobain was such a whiny shit. And this bitch over here, like, went through some real stuff, not just, like, their parents' divorce, and, like, lived to tell the tale, like, was sexually abused and raped so many times, like, had to make money um, at a strip club, I believe, when she was under 18, and, like, lived on her own, and, like, just, like, broke out into the music scene, like, with no man's help, and found this guy. And when things didn't end so well with that boy, and he was no longer in her life anymore, Hole still was. And she ended up loving the band more than she loved the boy. I just felt like getting into Hole was my way of healing from that situation, because I felt like he had hurt me so bad, and I felt so disrespected by him in so many different ways. And finding specifically that album Live Through This, like, changed it. 
And it was kind of solidified when I, I ended up talking to him about whole. He was like, whole sucks. And I was like, we're done. Like if you can't see the value in whole, I think probably because it's a, a woman, then no way. Like I'm not willing to entertain this anymore. Shortly thereafter, Emily's college career was upon her. And while she had originally planned on majoring in journalism, Hole and the boy that incidentally got her into Hole inspired her to pursue a different career. And Emily now holds a master's degree in social work. I was going to school for journalism originally and then transferred to get my degree in counseling, which I ended up doing that. And originally I wanted to work with people struggling with substance abuse, most of which was informed by the guy that kind of introduced me to Nirvana, but then also just like people in my life who had been affected by that. And I thought that I could affect some kind of change in that way. So I think my jump from journalism to counseling wasn't actually that much of a big one. The whole reason I went into journalism was this idea of like giving people their moment to like say their piece and say their truth. And I feel like that's exactly what like therapy is, but I'm going to be working at a place that specializes in sexual assault. So I think all of those, all of my career decisions are informed by what whole set a foundation for, which was like feminist pedagogy. Like who am I as a woman? What does being a woman mean? And what can it mean? What does it mean right now? What could it mean later? And being able to like build really authentic relationships with people. And then also just like being authentic to myself. Like this is something I've struggled with for a long time, but like, I feel like specifically Courtney Love as a person taught me like, it's okay to tell somebody to fuck off. Like, that's okay. Being honest, I think, is something that I learned from Whole and, like, the Riot Girl movement. Like, being really authentic and honest and, like, sharing what happened to you despite what other people might think just because it makes them uncomfortable. In addition to influencing her career, Whole also influenced who Emily is as a person. And they taught her how to recognize who she was and allowed her to improve upon herself. Also, if I hadn't gotten into whole and into all of that kind of like feminist ethos I would still be such a bitch like when I like look back on like the type of person I was I was very like judgmental and I think that's how girls are raised to be like especially in a school setting like you have to be judgmental of each other you're like fighting for the attention of men um and the riot girl movement totally flips that on its head. And I think I was at a point in my life where I really needed that narrative to be able to heal from like things that had happened to me and also ways that I had wronged other people and to put it into a context that made me feel like, okay, I wasn't just a shithead. Like I was socialized to be this way. So how can I do better now? And from there, Emily realized the kinds of people that she wanted to surround herself with and the importance of sticking up for what you believe in and not taking any shit. My potential like like people I surrounded myself with would have been different like I became a person who loved going to protests and like advocating for people and like being around people who were just like like 
real, like in a raw sense. And I think if I hadn't found those people and like been open to having that kind of person in my life, then I wouldn't have been able to like become my true authentic self, which is somebody who like doesn't take other people's shit, like is really honest and like knows who I am in like a larger sense. And there are a lot of things I'm not willing to compromise. Mm -hmm. And that also has informed how I am like in a work setting. Like if I feel like something is wrong, like ethically, I'm going to tell you. And if you don't fix it, I'm going to leave. Like there's no wiggle room for me with certain things, um, specifically as it relates to like sexism, racism, all of those, all the isms. Like if those kinds of things are playing a role in what I'm doing, then I'm out. One of the people that she chose to surround herself with is her boyfriend, Tom. I also feel grateful that I was able to kind of have that foundation when I met Tom because I knew immediately, like, this is great because I put it all out there. Like, here's who I am. I'm like militant feminist, like, you know, white men suck, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, all right cool and like he was so willing to like come on that journey with me where I like learned a lot more about like feminist ideals and like critical race theory and all of that and he was with me through all of that because he like from the get-go was willing to like take it. As great as the Riot Girl movement was, Emily acknowledges that it could have been even more influential to her had it been more diverse. What I do wish Hole and the Riot Girl movement had done more of was, like, bringing in different perspectives, like, not white women. Like, what would that movement have been if the people at the forefront didn't look like me all the time? Because there were certainly black women in the Riot Girl movement, but, like, where were they? They were obviously shunned in some sense because they're not in any of the literature. They're not talked about. So... That's something I I wish had happened because I think my racial identity development would have been far further along if the Riot Girl movement had been more inclusive in that sense. And fun fact of the day, one of Emily's favorite pastimes is watching Courtney Love's Behind the Music. But there's this amazing part that I will like never forget because it just like so sums up like so many situations. So it's right after Kurt Cobain died and she goes on tour And she is, like, in a bad way. And she's, like, clearly, like, drunk or, like, on drugs, like, all these different things. And she's on stage, and she has, like, both her eyes closed, and she just goes, I fucking hate this place! And I'm like, man, same. Like, so many scenarios, like, you walk into the DMV, I fucking hate this place! Like, just so many I'm like yes corny like I step outside now and I like look around and like look at people and I'm like do you guys remember we're in Trump's America like do you ever have that like just like realization like I'll be like in a coffee shop and I'm looking around and I'm like are we all just gonna pretend like this isn't happening I fucking hate this place (laughs) and one of my favorite pastimes is watching soaked in bleach but Emily is completely indifferent and not 100% convinced that Courtney Love had a hand in Kurt Cobain's death. I don't know. 
I just don't buy it. I mean, that one documentary was pretty spooky. It was very convincing. It like, was. It my life convincing. Yeah, it was pretty convincing. But at the same time, I just don't care. I don't care. I mean, I think if she did, like, there are motives we don't know about. Like, I think it's really easy for people to make it about this woman thought this man was going to leave her, so she killed him. Mm-hmm. And, like, who really does that? You know who does that? Men. They do that. <laughs> so, like, I'm pretty convinced, too, in a lot of different ways. But I just... You just don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Favorite album? Uh, Live Through This. Favorite song? Violet. And if Hole was listening to this right now, and our Courtney Love, what would you like to say to her? Um, I would like to say thank you. Um, even if it comes out that you did kill Kurt Cobain, no, I don't care. And I still love you. So if you feel like you just want to be honest and truthful about that, fine. Um, I once met the bassist of Hole, um, at an event and I showed her my Hole tattoo and she said, have you shown this to Courtney? As if like I've ever met her or like know her personally and I was like no and she was like oh my gosh if you ever meet her you have to show her because she will love that so I hope one day that can happen for me but I feel very grateful for them like they they were able to like scream at a time where I was not ready to do that and being able to hear it was at least helpful I'd like to thank Emily for coming over and talking with me and for joining me in performing a subpar rendition of What's Up by Four Non Blondes after we finished recording. Thank you for listening to Fan of the Band. And if you liked what you heard, please give the show a good rating on iTunes and never stop listening.